Hello everyone, this is Marisha for loveyourcreativity.com. This is my third coaching session with Ryan James Locke, where he's coaching me, well, I think through crazy is probably the best way I'm going to put it. Uh, how <laughs> would you put it, Ryan? What are you doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Well, good question. No. So, basically, you've taken me on to coach you through the process of achieving your big goal, which is obviously the single release, mm -hmm. but also we're going to be looking at things like your mindset how you can stop holding yourself back in certain areas and kind of create and cultivate new habits to get you what you want. And, of course, you know, promote the single. Um, you know, I have a bit of a different edge to me because my background is in PR, so I also have uh, some industry stuff I'm going to be showing you as well later on. But, yeah, so for the moment, we're going to be coaching through your mindset, uh, achieving your goals, and, of course, you know, keeping you accountable to the things you say you're going to be doing. Yes. Well, that's good, because um, my mind definitely needs some setting, <laughs> I think. Um, Go and do the things that, that you know you should do, because there's an, an interesting thing happens. You know, we take one step forward, and then it's very easy for us to we pause a bit and go, oh. You know, it, we've, you know, we've had a puppy in the house, obviously you've seen his picture, and little things, like when he's earning, like, you know, when he first went up the stairs, um, oh. Because I'm, I'm on the sort of the first floor, but when he goes up to the second floor, he, he literally, he would take two steps up and just freeze because he was obviously, you know, he was nervous about kind of moving through. And I think that's what tends to happen. You know, we push through, we make progress, and we go, brilliant. I'm going to regain control and make all these things happen. But that needs to be a continual mindset. Yes. Does that make sense to you? I think, you know, it's, I mean, I'm, I having, to I'm having to redefine how I'm looking at myself in every way. This, I mean, this year for me is the... It's I've moved, you know what I mean, everything has changed, really, this year, I, I mean, I've moved twice, and after being in one place for 15 years, and everything has changed, there's nothing, even my agent has retired, didn't surprise me, because <laughs> it had to change, so, um, and I'm having to look at myself as maybe I can really act, because suddenly people are really wanting me to do their thing, and then, you know, I'm doing stuff and I'm getting people, I mean, the, the play I, I saw yesterday, originally I was casting it, but I couldn't do it, because I had conflicting things. I've never had that before. And they were very much, we don't worry, we'll definitely get you in again. And um, because we think you're fabulous. So suddenly I'm thinking, well, maybe I can act. It's taking me a long time to get here. And then suddenly I'm thinking, well, maybe I have produced a song that people really like. Because yeah. that's a redefinition of who I am. Does that make I mean, I believe in myself and I believe in my art, but I do know, having done lots of shows and had both great and terrible reviews for the same thing, that, that you know, you know it's, it's opinion and... I'm having to re-look at who I am as a human being. But anyway, so carry on, because I know... Um... No, that sounds wonderful. I think, you know, I think you just hit... I just think you, you just hit gold there, because, you know, there's always going to be people who give you bad reviews in, in, in anything, and especially when you put yourself out there like you are. You're putting yourself out there not only in a big way, but in several different ways, acting and singing and, and, and whatever. It's important not to base your opinion on what other people think about you. Now, we intellectually know this because we read it in books and we hear about it in Buddhist stuff and it's all very kind of la-la and lovely. But I want you to really spend some time internalizing that. And what I think is going to be important for you is you've said that you're redefining how you see yourself. I'm having to because the, the, 
the, my environment, the universe, is reflecting a very different story back to me this year than, it's, than it has. Brilliant. Well, that's because of an inner change. You know, when, yes. when our circumstances change, it's, you know, due to an internal change. And I think what you're doing at the moment is it's incredibly powerful. You're really pushing through, you know, most, most people would be terrified about doing what you're doing. And I can understand if there is a sense of anxiety, but I'd like you to spend time this week really thinking about, you know, ask yourself that question. You know, there's a lady called Byron Katie, and she, uh, part of her amazing spiritual work is she does a thing called, um, and, and I'm going to probably, like, I don't think I'm going to be quoting her correctly, but one of her concepts is that everything in your life is a story you're telling yourself. And she says, you know, like, who would you be without this story? And you, people say, oh, you know, I'm heartbroken, and this happened, and I got fired. And she goes, okay, who would you be without the story that you got fired? And the guy was saying, oh, I don't know. And she said, how about telling yourself a story that you now have time to get a job you want? Mm. And it sounds very simple, but I think what you're, what's happening for you is you're in an in-between stage. There's part of the old is kind of tugging at you to try and pull you back. But actually, it's about saying to yourself, you know, sometimes literally saying to yourself, <laughs> Not in public, but, you know, sort of taking the, you know, taking the attitude of, like, I, this, this is the new life I'm creating for myself. This is the new things I'm ha- that, that I'm going to be experiencing. So, actually, I'm going to support myself in seeing myself that way. I like to sort of say to clients, you know, when you're making things happen in your life, it is totally normal to go through a transition phase when you, part of your old habits pull, pull, try and pull you back or yeah. that kind of thing. The thing to realize is you are in control of how you see yourself. And what what I'd like you to start seeing yourself as is capable and talented and someone who is just making things happen easily. Yes, and thank you. I will. I mean, I, I, off the back of that, um, I'm working on this role, this Arcadena, I think. For me, the most incredible role for a woman to play, uh, check off the seagull. She's complete, but she's completely that, except that she's got... She's so focused on art and creativity and who she is and the drama of that that everybody else nice. unfortunately gets completely lost and damaged in the process. <laughs> um, so she's not, but from totally to play her, she's amazing. But um, someone I'm working with, and that you know, everyone's really supportive. Uh, but obviously, we're investigating stuff. And someone said, and you know, when they you, they mean it in a good way, but you can hear you can hear the back of it. Oh, like a backhanded compliment. It was, yeah, kind of, sort of. But it was, yeah, basically it was something like it's, yeah. it's really good how you're so clear and outspoken about what you're doing and all the things you're doing. Because if I'm in an audition, if I'm in rehearsal and I get an audition or I get booked for something, I've got, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I have that Polish thing, I'll be clear about it. So it's interesting, I need to be more of who I am. But it's the very thing I dealt with as a child, and me being more of who I am, it can really upset people. Oh, I think Especially that that... in England where they tend to be a bit more polite and well behaved and um, not so <laughs> and, and a bit more modest whereas actually the problem is in this creative acting singing world aren't we all trying to market ourselves not to be immodest but to go I've made something I think I'm proud of or I'm doing some work and I'm getting booked yeah I mean I really don't I really dislike that English thing I mean right. I am English you know I'm English and I, I grew up in English so I'm not no I'm English I'm here don't well, anyone I'm, get offended but I really dislike this whole overly apologetic oh no not me attitude and I think it actually does one thing it keeps you very stuck and very frustrated you know w- you know when you said about you know being yourself tends to upset people that's not because when you're yourself it's offensive it's because when you're authentic and you show up unapologetically especially as a woman 
it makes people uncomfortable because you know what it says? It says, I'm comfortable enough being myself, and what that does is it shows people that they're not. What I mean is, you know, when you're completely authentic and you just show up and you're direct and you say things, it's kind of like you are just standing there. I mean, I don't want to say like emotionally naked, but you're not hiding anything. It's kind no, of like I this am is emotionally not... naked right now. I'm happy to be. I, I mean, I'm having the part. It's complete. There's no. There's nothing to be hidden, including anger and despair and tears and joy. That's good. You know, it's safe to it's safe to be yourself, and it's 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 completely acceptable. And I think that when other people get like that, you know, it's kind of like I don't mean. It's, I'm not suggesting for a second that you stop being friends with people, but I would take a look at people who respond in a negative way when you're changing your life, but also when you're being yourself. Because, you know, of course, uh, a client of mine, you know, we're, we're working on making changes in her life that are meaningful to her. And one of the things that I, I found, you know, I'm quite a direct client, as you probably know. Like, I don't actually, I don't like the whole thing where you just sort of, you know, agree with people and let them get on with it. I think if they need guidance, then you, you, it's your job as a coach to give it. But one of the things that she, I notice that she does, and it's very prevalent with women, is they kind of apologize when they're being themselves. It, there was almost a sense of, I'm sorry that I'm not being how you want me to yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I am the least apologetic woman that I know for who I am. Good. Well, why I, should you be? But well, I am aware that even in my less, you know, don't forget I used to work as a bronco in the city. I've done years of stand-up on the stage. You know what I mean? Include Edinburgh. Yes. So, I don't, but still, <laughs> I've still got that English girls for education around me. And I'm aware that as much the face I choose to show the world, as much it is, it is me and loud and joyous and bigger than most people in the room, because that's who I am. It's still yeah. actually less than actually I am, truthfully. And I, because I'm growing bigger, true, more true, if you see what I'm saying, to who I really am as opposed to who I think the world can take me as, I've already feel I'm pushing extremes. I think my nephew's been calling me his mad aunt since he was about three. But it's because he calls me mad, he loves me, but because of the fact that I'm always, I do what I want and I go after what I want. And sure, I fall dreadfully from heights as I have. But I'm now feeling I can back up and I can start moving forward. So, yeah, it's interesting. But that's when the magic happens, when you really step up and you're truly yourself and you don't apologise. I'm not suggesting, like, you rude to people and don't apologise. That's not, that's not, that's a completely different energy. Um, what I'm saying is, you know, when you're, when you're completely yourself, you become very magnetic to other people who either resonate with you or resonate with authenticity. And those two kinds of people, they're the kind of people I'd want to be around. I think too many people, especially women, spend far too much time and energy trying to behave how they think they should or how other people want them to. And what I'm hearing is that you're kind of coming into this place where you're almost revealing a new layer of yourself yeah. and you're getting, you're getting really comfortable with actually owning the fact that you are not only talented but in demand. I think I'm finally recognising that maybe this artist thing, I, I can do it. <laughs> maybe I'm actually talented. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Maybe the reason, the soul that's driven me to do all the you stuff, know, the songs and the hours in the studios, the years, the big, I mean, the, the, the study, the training, the years of everything, and suddenly I'm going, oh, maybe I do know what I'm doing. Maybe, no, maybe, it's not maybe I do know what I'm doing, but maybe actually I am really talented. That's quite scary yeah. to think about it. It's terrifying. Maybe I'm a talented songwriter. I don't know. That seems very arrogant to say that, but I also think I, I, I know I play it like, because it's not just a, it's a songwriter to sing it, and obviously it's the acting, and then there's the rest of it. I don't think it's arrogant to say that you're talented. I think it's actually arrogant to say that you're not. 
And the reason I say that to you is because, you know, people who, people who stand there and put themselves down and hold themselves back and don't go after what they want and they're unhappy and they're depressed, that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the world be a better place. It doesn't help you, I don't mean you specifically, but I mean the person doing it. You know, holding yourself back, okay, I say this in my program, holding yourself back and playing it small, it doesn't help anybody, especially not yourself or the people around you. So actually, like, just get off it. And I think what's really important is to realize that you, not only are you talented and in demand, you're also bloody entitled to be successful and happy and have the things that you want in a very tangible and real way for you. It's great that people listen to your single. And what I want you to really get comfortable with is this idea that actually this is, this is who you're becoming. The past has no power over you unless you give it that. So whilst it's understandable that most of us, have, you know, especially people who are very authentic and they show up as themselves, you know, whilst it's understandable that there's an element of friction from other people, it's just noise. It's just background noise. Stay focused on what you're doing because you're very talented and you've got a great set of, you know, gifts and abilities, and the, the music's great. I mean, that's my favorite part of this mm. process, is your music's really great. Um, practice this week, really being, don't apologize for being yourself. I notice a lot, people, they go, sorry, but, when they're about to speak up, yeah. or they'll say, oh, sorry to say it, but, and I always think, why are you apologizing? <laughs> You're apologizing for being yourself. Yes. So I hope that, you know, I mean, I hope that resonated with you because I just really want to, I just really want to say, you know, as a coach, you know, you're an incredible, you're an incredible client for me to coach because you're so talented and you're so ready to do the work. But what I'm, what I really feel the need to sort of reiterate to you is the fact that, you know, not only is it okay to be yourself unapologetically, it's also essential to, to be successful and to really, you know, take things up a notch. You've got a, br you know, brilliant set of, of, of gifts and talents, and hiding them doesn't do anything. Yes. Thank you. So sorry if that was a bit much. <laughs> no, no, that's brilliant, it's brilliant. You gave me two lots of homework last week, which was yeah. that now we have managed to identify who my ideal audience person is, who I think happens to be a gay man who's about 33, happily loved up, lives in London, uh, affluent and uh, just generally hot, charming and goes to the gym a lot. You told me to A, go and find five people who I think is my target ideal Perfect, man yeah. and have a chat about where they go and why do they hear music and where they download it from and also separately you told me to go and talk to some friends of mine who are in the music industry just to get some advice so i have started that and i've had i can report back that there's some good news with that um, but before we move on to that i will say that obviously just like anyone doing any kind of creative i'm a, well you tell me but i think most creative people tend to be creative in more than one area we tend, Absolutely. To, we tend to be all over the shop. And, of course, I'm mainly an actress, so... Uh, although I used to obviously do lots of huge amounts of singing, both kind of jazz and cabaret and obviously the classical kind of harmony stuff. But mm -hmm. I'm doing... You know, I'm rehearsing for a major show. I've, I'm looking for a new agent. My agent's just retired. I'm writing to people about the show. Really interesting opportunities keep coming up almost... I, almost daily this week, actually, future work on the acting side, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. But none of it sits with the fact I've also got a dance single that if I don't do something weird, it's going to die. And Andrew, it's a remix of something Andrew and I did. Well, I, I wrote the song, God, a long time ago. And Andrew came last year to me and said, let's remix it for the Olympics. Didn't happen. But we're here. We've got a track. I've now got a four-minute and a seven-minute version, which we finished this week. Mm -hmm. And also I've now got, obviously, the finished 
cover image done, which Martin did for me. It's uh, very nice, I saw it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Martin Butler was just a great friend of mine and also amazing at all that stuff. But um, it's kind of like, okay, I have now started doing what you've told me and I'm mm-hmm. getting responses. And mm-hmm. I'm also then thinking, oh, I should speak to so-and-so or I'm needing to chase. And it's just, Lucky. there's a lot of overwhelm given I'm also doing a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think I'm getting a bit, oh. Okay. So I think one of the first things to look at here is that you know, when we make a change in our life, I mean, in whatever area, but especially when it comes to things like work, and I know that from our first session, and to the people listening, you know, it'd be a great idea to listen to them sequentially, because obviously you can hear the journey that Marisha's going on, but I think what's coming up for you now is, you know, it's a sense of not inner resistance so much, but, you know, you're, you're kind of adjusting to this new sort of um, space you're creating for yourself. So what I mean is, when we go to, you know, quote the next level in something or we push ourselves or we you know we work on attaining a goal and it starts becoming real there can be like a, a period of sort of i don't want to say chewing and throwing but there can be a sense of anxiety around the fact that okay this is all real now and it requires in some you know in some circumstances it requires you know new habits to be formed and sort of a new way of looking at things so what are you finding the most overwhelming is it time or is it sort of anxiety or or I mean, what would you say is, you know, what's causing the overwhelm? It just seems that I've got, uh, this weekend, for example, I've got to be off book off my Seagull script. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm also having to write to a load of agents, write to a load of casting directors. I also need to be following up on some things, and I realise that some people I need to go and speak to, but I almost am thinking what I could do with... I think the next step for me on the London Town is I really want to make the four-minute YouTube video as you know in the first session you encouraged me and i made a 50 second one but now i need really? to do a youtube because i'm sending a clip a clip via soundcloud which is fine but really it doesn't really help promotion or anything so i need to do that four minute youtube video absolutely and i have had a director already say to me he'd love to do it because he's crazy about the single but at the moment i'm just thinking i just want to get some sunsets and some views and i have been taking some shots around london generally but yeah. I'm almost thinking maybe rather than doing that, I'll just do the sunset. But again, it's time about popping this together. Plus, I've got other people to talk to and think that. So it just seems to be there's a lot of things I'm trying to fit in. And then, mm-hmm. for example, which is amazing, uh, in the middle of last week, um, I did some uh, like a little TV thing the week before. Mm-hmm. And the lady who cast me was basically got in touch with me and said, oh, I thought you were great. Actually, she said, I, I thought you were fascinating magnetic and sexy which is what they needed which is pretty pretty Lovely. pretty oh, yeah. hard it's like wow um but she's recommended Did you pay her <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um she said but um so she's already mentioned me to someone she's given my name to a director who mm-hmm. are doing a play which is start rehearsing literally after my seagull play so mm-hmm. i've got i've got a play to read i've got to do it by the end of tonight um, but I'm already looking at the dates of that because I think they're going to conflict with um, a few dates I've got to do, which I've already booked to do some filming in October. So I'm feeling like this, it's amazing because almost in moving he- ahead, all my life is moving forward. Yeah. But the problem is as the acting moves forward and as I need to get myself a new agent, you know, I've got to, there's things that I think, oh, they're more priority than this. And I don't want the single yeah. to keep disappearing away because we're already mid-August. I'm nowhere near you know what I mean, any kind of sense on it, really. Does that make sense? So, again, it completely makes sense. I think, you know, what's important to look at here, again, is that, you know, you're making lots of changes in your life and you're, you know, 
you're making things happen, and I mean that in a very real, tangible way. Um, you're working on the single, you're working on the play, you know, you've got all these things going on. It's really important to kind of support yourself through that process and, and be, you know, sort of reward yourself and kind of give yourself some downtime, but also understand that there's a saying I heard the other day, and I think it really applies here, and it's every new level has a different devil. Uh-huh. And Nice. Every say, new level has a different devil. <laughs> yeah, and it's in, and, and and I don't mean that to sound <laughs> as scary or kind of uh, Bible bashy as it sounds, but the reason I think it's so relevant for you right now is because often when we're on a journey, you know, for example, I want to create a single, I want to do this, I want to do that. You created movement, so you started the process of going, and now everything's moving forward, which is essentially a very good thing. But it's understandable to realise that. Now you're actually in it doing it. It requires, for example, you know, maintenance. It requires consistent effort. It, you know, requires focus on different levels. And I know you, you know, you're, you're a natural gym person. It's kind of like when we work for three months to get in shape for the summer. You then have to maintain it. Um, and I think that's kind of a good analogy to think of it like here, you know. There are going to be some discomforting, I'm sorry, some uncomfortable times at the start when you're sort of pushing through your boundaries and your, your comfort zones and all that stuff. But it's really about now, you know, it's about getting comfortable in your new, um, in your new experience. The, the single doesn't need to fall by the wayside. It's a case of managing tasks and priorities. But what are you finding is the most stressful? Are you finding it's a single or trying no, to fit it? A... it's just, I think it's, a, it's just trying to fit. I mean, like, even today, for example, which is a sas- Sunday, I got a, an email, a Facebook message um, from a director who had applied for some work, which the car, he wasn't apparently completely in control of casting, but had seen seen it, gone and looked, and then was e- emailing me saying, can you send me some showreel, because I think you might really fit some work I'm doing, right? And then okay. also today, I went for an audition a while ago for an f- um, amazing animation short called Shudder, and they have finally today, uh, well, this weekend, they've, got all, they've done a Kickstarter project, and they've got the funding for that which is great because then but that means that's definitely going to happen. Um, yeah. So that's just today. Oh, and I've got to read this play that they sent me at the end of last week. You know what I'm saying? So it's time and I'm, I don't know when I should be charting out. I've done lots of work this week, Ken, but I've literally just stayed in and done nothing apart from, I popped out briefly to see a play for literally an hour around the corner, but that was it. Yeah. It's time. I think it's time because I've, I've cleared out doing anything but my creative work at the moment. Literally, okay. that and gymming is all that's happening for the next few weeks, I think. Absolutely. It's, it's the same thing for everybody, isn't it? You know, we, it's the whole 24 hours in a day sort of scenario. Um, I think something that would be really helpful for you would be to kind of understand that it's okay to reschedule things if you need to. For example, if something's lapping over or if, you know, you have a certain deadline, it's okay to adjust things in order to prioritise. So, for mem- you know, remember we talked about last week, um, you know, really making things a priority sometimes means saying no to other things which might contradict. Yes. You know, at the moment, it's going to be really important for you to find a sense of balance, but also, and I don't mean this to sound... Um, what's the word? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't you tell me. <laughs> it's understand. you know, what, what the thing to understand is, you know, you've started things moving, which is brilliant, and... The fact that you're busy is a testament to how talented you are, you know. It would be very different if you were like, I have no jobs, no one likes to single, and I got fired. You know, that would be a very <laughs> different sort of situation. I would sort of suggest maybe we postponed it. But 
what I think is going to be really important for you now is to really look at the fact that you're getting what you want, essentially, or you're on the road to. So it's, uh, it's understandable that there's going to be a sense of perhaps overwhelm, but also, you know, you're, you're juggling several things at once. And I think it's that kind of thing where I remember I had a discussion with um, a lady in Ibiza last summer, uh, she's a, a Buddhist as well, and we were talking about how, you know, for example, that the whole adage of, you know, people, they want the body or they want the car or they want the house or they want this or they want that, you know, whatever their goal is. But you don't just get it, you have to work for it and then maintain it. Yeah. So, I mean, does that sort of ring true with you? Yes, I mean, I've got to do what I'm going to say when I'm going to do it and I can't, I don't want to mess anyone around. And I, I, but equally, I... Yeah, I mean, equally that, I mean, I've had someone to come, someone wants to write a cabaret show with me, which I've been putting off, and I finally had a conversation with him yesterday. I mean, it is very interesting, from a, from a whatever perspective you want to look at it, really, that yeah. in me moving, as I'm moving all my little projects forward a little bit each, then some things I haven't to get shoved out the way. But yeah. equally, that I'm getting kind of almost... Everything is... It's very peculiar. Who gets... I never get Facebook messages saying, you know, hi, I'm a director and uh, I know you'd apply to do this thing, but I think it looks really great. I never get casting directors saying, oh, you were so good, I'd give your name name to another director. We do now. Well, I do now. I mean, it's happening now, but I'm going, oh, for God's sake. So, but... but, No, and I'm not complaining. It's wonderful. Yeah, congratulate yourself. You got a, you know, someone came to you on Facebook and said you were brilliant. I think you should be very proud. Yeah, well, I think you've, oh, I don't know, maybe it's age. Uh, um, but I don't want, I suppose the things I don't want, um, this, I really want my little dance single to go and do its thing. I don't want it to get lost in everything else I'm doing. I know it does slightly conflict with my acting, but I just see the way people are responding to it, some people, and really enjoying it, and I just think, it's just, it's just wrong, and it's also wrong for the amount of work that Andrew's put in and I've put in, you know, to, to just go, no, let's give this up. Yeah, it's going to be important for you then to kind of schedule in time that's just single time. London town time. London town time, yeah, single time sounds like, yeah, exactly. So I, I really want you to kind of get a sense of, regain a sense of control. So, it's, um, you know, whilst it's great that there's all these things coming in, what I'm hearing is that you feel perhaps distracted from the original intent, which was, you know, to, to, to kind of move forward with the single. Whilst it's lovely that people are messaging, and it's great, and, and do not let that fire burn out, you know, keep sending what they want, I do think it's going to be very important for you to, to schedule in time. I mean, let's go back to what we did last session, and, you know, you spoke to those people, and you said there was some good news. So let's refocus. How, how's that going? With, um, okay, well, on the sending it to the music people, um, I sent it to... Um, I've got a couple of friends who are pretty high up in the kind of that world. They're definitely not in, in the market I was aiming at. They're definitely not in the gay music market. Um, okay. But one, uh, one said he enjoyed it, which is kind of like, uh, but he very much felt I needed to see if I could find any gay pluggers for it. Gay club plug, gay music pluggers. You know, a plugger is somebody who runs around and plugs the, the track. So, uh, which is positive. Um, I sent it to an old friend of mine who I trust and used to manage bands and got them a massive deal. And he straight away went, oh, I think I should send this to so-and-so, who happens to be, I won't mention names at the moment, but... That's okay. I won't mention... Um, he said, I think you only should send it to so-and-so, who's basically an Ibiza and, um, 
singer and, and certainly from the videos on YouTube and, uh, and I guess DJ as well. I'm not sure about that, but I understand who you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Um, he, but uh, very much in the. I mean, his YouTube videos are all full of half naked men, so absolutely yeah. right market, which is great absolutely. because that is my market, right? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how the mix has come out that way. I don't know. I've said it to someone else who's a very old friend again. I've got a lot of really great old friends in the music industry, funny enough, who. He uh, is a, a DJ, but he also now manages lots of DJs and runs the music policy for a lot for like a worldwide chain. I right. get I won't be more specific because they're massive. And he has said to me, he said he thinks it's really cool, but it's too fast. And so I've sent him a, a, an AIF bar because he's going to slow it down. Now, mm -hmm. anyway, what Andrew and I have realised though, because we've ended up doing like a, a gay clubbing version, which is what mm -hmm. you, you've heard. And it's, yep. it's the way it comes out. Although I, my original version, when I wrote it, is very much a funk, chill-out version. I should probably send it to you, actually. You probably find it quite interesting. Um, but anyway, Andrew and I have already been discussing doing like a West End cool club version. So more of a cool bar version rather than a... Right. Uh, so Andrew's going to get started on that. So yeah. but so this guy's already way ahead of us, and he's going to just slow down what we've done, if you see what I'm okay. saying. So I do, I'm aware already that we're going to have to have... We're going to end up with like... The radio edit, which is basically straight into the gay market, mm -hmm. which is a four minute and a seven minute, and then there's going to be more of a West End club. Because as you said, we've got two markets. I've got gay, I've got the gay market, which is full of fun to go clubbing to, and equally then I've got like more cool clubs, which is a different kind of vibe. And I do have connections, of course, in West End clubs, which help. So those are my lot of sending it to people. Um, in terms of chasing my ideal audience people, okay. that was... Not, not quite as successful, but it's just I'm still trying to find them because I played, okay, I, play, yeah. I played it to a few. One of them absolutely loves it. Well, a few of them absolutely love it, actually, but they, they don't club anymore, for example. Are you there? I'm there, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, it was a bit weird, Sandbath. Yeah, so it's going, I think it's fantastic, but I don't, he doesn't really club anymore, so he doesn't know, you know what I mean? He doesn't know where, because I would say, I know you asked me to ask them, where do you hear music, where do you go? Uh, a friend of mine came up with a few ideas, but we discovered that a couple of clubs are shot, which is not great. Um, I have realised, though, this week, I've got two friends of mine that I do want to go after properly. Not go after, but I think one of them, um, well, both kind of do a lot of kind of in the club lands, as it were. And one of them is very much in a West End club, but the other one um, is pretty high up in, in promoting gay club nights. So he's someone I want to go after, but I think I'm going to wait until I've got this uh, video done. So I'm trying to get that done over the next few days. That's on my list of things to do once I get the script off. Um, so I'm in doing it. Oh, and also on the... I spoke to a friend of mine. She's a DJ. She's lovely and she travels the world. And when she comes back, she's the way moment we're going to have coffee and she's going to... I'm going to play it to her and we're going to have a discussion. Lovely. About what so, we do. So I've, I've started moving. Absolutely. You know, it's not an overnight process and I think it's, it's good to understand that you've started things moving and, you know, the, the response sounds like it's been brilliant. So that's very important to, you know, understand and, and acknowledge and celebrate. Well, I don't um, think my friend would have said to me, given how busy he is, oh, send the, IF, the, the .ifi and I'll slow it down for you mm -hmm. so you can have a look. I don't think he'd say that. He wouldn't waste his time. You know what I mean? Of course. I don't think anybody... One of the things I think is great about really putting yourself out there is that, you know, it's brilliant, isn't it, how... I remember when we first started speaking, um, you know, I, I was coaching you on um, getting started. Mm -hmm. It seems then that the biggest thing is, is just taking the first step. But in any area of our life, once we take the first step, it could be fitness, it could be health, it could be relationship, anything. 
it's interesting, isn't it? Because once we take the first step, it's like we get all these distractions come up. Oh, sorry to interrupt. I've just forgot to say something else as well. Oh, yeah, go on. I just forgot. One of my uh, friends has also said to me, he's going to listen to it when he gets back as well, a separate friend, he's got to contact one of the big dance labels and he's going to say... So actually, yes, I've now got the distractions. I get very excited because people go, oh, I'll, I'll try and do this. Uh, but but you're right. Sorry, I introduced you, but I thought I should just let you know where I was at with everything. Because at I least it's it, great it, that I've got a record label contract, even though I'm not after a label, really. I mean, it'd be lovely if I can get one, but that's not where I'm trying to focus right now. Absolutely, yeah. As, as, you know, again, I like to always think of things as things you can control and yes. things that you can't. And the reason I say that is because it's very good for clients to understand that I think of it, for example, like this, you know, you're, you're driving down the road or you're, you're, you know, you're running down the track or whatever. There's lots of pretty things along the way that can distract you, and they might come to fruition or they might turn into lovely things, but let's not let them take us off the path. So, for example, what we're focused on here is things like moving forward in terms of talking to a contact, shooting, good, uh, uh, shooting a video, and really laying a foundation, because what I don't want to see happen is, for example, you know, um, you know, you, you know, you veer off course and start talking to somebody about something else, which is great, but then like the video doesn't get done, and then you miss a chance at the club land. Does that make sense? Yeah, in fact, I tell you why I know that's true. It's because years ago, I wrote a song for the friend mm-hmm. called Sun in the Morning, and mm-hmm. the next day, literally, it got played on Kiss FM. Brilliant. And it was a dance tune, mm-hmm. but what happened was uh, I had a, a manager at the time. Mm-hmm. And he told me to pull it because we didn't have time to do any of the, you know, uh, to do any of the stuff. And then I ended up talking to someone about giving me a three-album deal. And then that fell through. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, a dance lady interested in the track as well. But then I had a what can only be described as a disastrous um, week in the studio. I took it in the studio and paid to get it properly remixed. Took someone, again, I won't mention because he's now dead. <laughs> someone very famous in the studio to play on the track as well. But basically... He spent most of the time having people come in and watch him play, not getting the work done, he's supposed to producing it, and, you know, so many drugs and all that. And I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to get the record done. And I ended up, quite frankly, having to sack him, on the, and then he kept calling the record label, and, it was, and they never spoke to me again after that. And after four days in the studio, and we only had five, and I could only afford five, I, I literally had to fire him, and me and the DJ had to finish it between us, me and the music producer. Yeah. And it never got, went anywhere. And the problem was, when you give your project to someone else, well, and I've done it a few times now, musically, and other ways, if you give your project to someone else, they know somehow all the energy of the ball you've rolled up the hill seems to dissipate. You can't let go of it. That's been my experience anyway. It's completely natural. You know, as creative people who, you know, it, it, we're naturally very invested in the things that we do because there's so much of us in them. Yeah whether it's a book or a single, and I can't imagine how upsetting that must have been having someone, you know, kind of, maybe not even meaning to, but, you know, sabotaging the project like that. What yeah. I don't want you to do is, I don't want you to think of that as wasted time, because... Oh, God, no, this is like 15 years ago, 15 years ago, it's a long time ago, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, cause, you know, just to get but, all but, but enough to say, I haven't tried to release a dance single since, so that's enough of... <laughs> no, it's wonderful. I, you know, it's going to be really helpful for you to realise that Sometimes it can look like things went wrong or that we wasted time or, or whatever, but ultimately, if you learn something that can help you now, it's not, you know, it's not wasted. It's, it's become, you know, poison into medicine. 
Yeah. Where it's true that I know that you are right. I can't get distracted by other people getting very excited about stuff and then wanting to take the ball off me and then finding they've done nothing with it. Because, and I don't mean this to sound like I'm being, uh, what's the word, sceptical. It's not meant in that energy, but I think you summed it up perfectly. I don't want you to drop the ball here because, I'll give you an example. You know, I had um, a, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be objective so I don't mention people's names, but something happened to me about six weeks ago very similar to you I was getting ready to launch something and somebody did exactly what I think is going to happen to you and they made a big they made a big song and dance and got very excited about what I was doing and they loved this you know I love this I love that it's great and um, you know kind of to cut a long story short I ended up sort of trusting them with a lot of material um, nothing really came of it and then I you know I sort of sat there and thought wow okay I put all of this energy and time into creating this course it was a separate one, uh, but then, then you know, we want to we want to do this with you, and we want to do that, and and I, yeah. I had this moment where I thought to myself, if I was a client, what would I say? And I realised that you know, having endless discussions with people that nothing comes out of, or for example, you know, other people who want a piece of your pie, so to speak, it's very important to be careful of that because this single means a lot to you, and you've put a lot of time and energy into it, and it's also bloody good. I don't know if you have to beat that out. <laughs> it's also very good. And whilst it's in, you know, enjoy the compliment, enjoy people singing and dancing and saying all those things, but don't take your eye off the prize here, because I, what I want to see happen is, I want to see this become a real reality for you, not just something you're working towards. Yes. Well, I think the first reality I'd like to perhaps see is I need to get it, I want to hear it somewhere. I mean, we've just sent it to New York to get mastered the four-minute track, mm. but I want to hear it played somewhere, obviously, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an environment that's not... Uh, Andrew's studio or my, or my um yeah. <laughs> or my lounge the flat. yeah exactly <laughs> the, flat. the video's got to be done first actually okay. which so therefore I think that means that's one of my priorities this week um yep. so what should I be thinking and doing this week before okay. next so week's session yesterday I spent the day with a guy called Mike Dooley he was one of the teachers on The Secret and he used a brilliant analogy for when we're working towards a goal or an intention and he said, think of it like being in a cinema. You, block, you, you darken everything else around you apart from the screen because that's what you want to look at and focus on. So I think it's going to be really helpful for you to perhaps think about that and how you can apply that to this situation. What I mean is, by, you know, minimize a sense of distraction by, of course, you know, responding to people. But I think it's going to be really helpful for you to perhaps schedule in time that's just for this. Yeah. I find that incredibly helpful with my own work. At the moment, I'm writing for three different websites, and I get very, um, like, sporadic. Yeah. I want to do this. And, then, and I, what I find is I don't give my best when I'm scattered. So I think I'd like to see you create a time, like, a, you know, a block in your schedule. It could be an hour, it could be half an hour, however long you have, but, you know, at least sort of 30 minutes. And that's just London town time. This is every day, I'm assuming. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can manage 30 minutes over there because I, I can find it, can't I? Of course I can find it. Of course you can. I, and, you know, you're much more capable um, than I think you're giving yourself credit for because you've already made, in, in several, you know, sessions, you've made an incredible leap forward. Um, the first thing, yeah, so I'd like you to regain this, you know, minimise the sense of distraction by scheduling in the time. Also, you mentioned, you said several things that have really jumped out at me as being important for your next steps. One of them was, I know I need to do blank, but I still haven't. Mm -hmm. So I'd like you to take a few moments, you know, not you don't necessarily have to do it now, but when we end the yeah. session, and write down all of those things 
that you know you should be doing but you're not. And take a look at them. And chances are, if you haven't done them, one or two, one of two things is potentially true. Either it's irrelevant and you don't need to do it, or two, it's uncomfortable because it's pushing you through your comfort zone towards what you, something that you want. If that's if you're confused, we can talk about it now. No, I see I, that because one of the things I'm automatically thinking, right? Because I've done the teaser video that took me months to get through to until you spoke to me and then I did it. But um, <laughs> but the point is, if the minute I do the four minute for the four minute YouTube video, then yeah. I basically. <laughs> I have to then I mean I've now set up my Love Your Crazy YouTube channel which I did two weeks ago again after yeah. speaking to you but then it's about not just sending out to the people that I know um, I want to listen to it but then it's about really getting people to listen because as you know last week I was well I mean last week we were talking about how the vamps you know that I was in the vamps video and they deliberately held the teaser, and they've had like we've got like seven hundred thousand views in o over a week, um, and which is fantastic, and it's an incredibly catchy song as well. Very much boy band, but so co-written by Bruno Mars. And I, I know, and last week was going, oh, but maybe I should wait. So actually, the point is, I've now got over that point. I know I can't wait because I've got a very different model from those. I don't have seven hundred thousand people who want to listen to <laughs> to London Town. Yeah, like and you but don't, you know. I don't, I don't suggest comparing yourself to no, other people. No, no. Um, one of the reasons is, you know, we're all, on a, we're all on our own journey. And I don't mean that in a very, you know, I know that sounds very kind of woo-woo spiritual, but we are. Everybody has their own unique set of circumstances. And, you know, a lot of the time, record labels do pay for views on YouTube. Right, what do you, you mean? They get, they get the ads and stuff, so they get money off it. Yeah, and also they arrange for there to be lots of views, so it's, oh, it's not as organic as it looks. But I think with you, what I think would be great, you know, to see you do, would be to really, you know, really regain the sense of control that, I, that I'm hearing you sort of feel like you've lost a bit. So my homework this week is stop apologising. Mm -hmm. I'm giving myself the homework before I speak to you next week I, um, to do the uh, YouTube video, and you're saying give myself at least 30 minutes a day and carve yeah. out with it's 30 minutes or an hour a day where mm -hmm. all I do is London Town. I'd is, like a, I mean, I'd like an hour, to be honest I, with I you. Will, I'd like I, an hour. I will really um, do my very best to make sure it's an hour. Don't worry. I mean, if you can't, you can't. But I, I probably I want, can. I'm just, it's just fitting it round everything else, isn't it? Are you just doing that thing where we go, I don't have time, and then you look yeah, at like... Yeah, I'm not. I'm sure I do have, because I might have, even though I'm trying to be really strict on my time, I'm still fine. <laughs> I'm losing time. Brilliant. Okay, so look, you're doing excellent work. This was a great session. Let me know if you need anything before we chat next. And of course, um, you know, I'll be there. I've just finished recording an audio coaching program called How to Stop Holding Yourself Back and Start Getting What You Want. So I'll send that over to you tomorrow so you can listen to that. Great. Um, and yeah, stop holding yourself back. So brilliant session. Um, and can um, I yeah. ask something? Presumably you want me to carry on with um, following up more than a few leads as well that I'm thinking of. Yes, absolutely. It, it's in, very important to keep the ball moving, you know? Yeah. Rolling. Great, perfect. Thank you, Ryan. You were fantastic. You are fantastic. Um, and hopefully next week we'll be going to be doing this instead of doing a Skype one. We'll be able to do it one-on-one. -on -one. You've come to London, aren't you, for one day, so... I'm, I'm in London for 48 hours, yeah, and then, and then in Ibiza. So if all goes well, according to plan, we can do... Yeah, that'd be brilliant. We can do a coaching video. Oh, good Lord. I'm going to have to wash my hair. Um, you can see my, <laughs> <laughs> my facial expressions. <laughs> what did you do?